Welcome to the Extraordinary Women Podcast, where we are all about supporting women over 40 to create and live a fabulous next chapter. You are in a unique generation of women, unlike any before you, with opportunities and longevity that means it's time to intentionally design your fabulous next chapter rather than just live it. That is what the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast are all about. Let's get started. Well, women over 40 and even 50 are wonderful entrepreneurs. In fact, that's one of the fastest growing groups, demographics, if we want to call it, of entrepreneurs. Why, though, is the question, right? Because even though in this podcast, we always highlight specific women who have created incredible businesses that have evolved out of something they love and enjoy, you know, I'm not surprised, but yet in the larger world, this is something we need to talk about more, really, and understand and embrace. So many of you want to start that side gig, want to start that side hustle. So today we're going to talk about why women over 40 make fantastic entrepreneurs. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Extraordinary Women Magazine podcast. I'm Sherry Harmel, Editor-in-Chief of the Extraordinary Women Magazine, as well as your host for this podcast. The Extraordinary Women Magazine is the only international digital and print magazine and podcast with the sole mission to help women like you design, create, and live a fabulous next chapter. Well, let's dive in and get to the root of the question, why are women over 40 such great entrepreneurs? Well, first of all, I think we have a very clear idea of what it is that we love and what bores us to tears. When we reach a certain age, we just no longer care about what is cool, what is popular, what is the trend, what is suggested. By the time we reach the midlife stage, we've all had enough experiences in our lives that we know exactly what it is that we love and we know what makes us happy. We also know what we could possibly see ourselves doing for a good while. Now, I go back. I loved the world of money investing from the time I was young, but I also loved writing. You know, I've kept a journal since I was probably about 12 years old. I was a good writer in high school, and what I loved all along was stories. You know, that great reporter Nina Totenberg calls reporting high-level gossip, <laughs> and I think she might be right. So, you know, even though I loved writing, loved stories, I didn't go that direction because it really didn't sound like a real career to anyone who was influential in my life at that time. I was also surrounded by this incredible friends group that were all math and science whizzes. Now me, I was above average, I'll say, but not much more than that. Certainly no star. Yet I went to college and, and began pre-med. It took me, uh, I think, three weeks for me to figure out that that was not going to be a very good path. And then I pivoted into business. 
that felt, I still didn't think about stories, reporting, journalism, none of that, because business felt respectable. It was something that my father would think was a viable, would lead to a viable career. I began my career in the trust department of a big bank. And shortly after that, I became a stockbroker. And even while being a stockbroker, I was a retail stockbroker, my love of stories continued because it wasn't, you know, the fascination with the stock market going up and down that intrigued me. It was the stories of the companies. I mean, the real, you know, what was behind the companies. It, you know, Coca-Cola is an example. Did I drink Coke or Diet Coke? And what was the history of the company? And was this something that was going to, you know, a trend that was going to continue and even grow? Were more people going to drink Coca-Cola as life went on? Did it fit into their life? So that whole story was what fascinated me. So I stayed in the brokerage business for, gosh, probably about eight years. When I had my second child, my daughter, uh, she had, from the very beginning, she was premature and from the very beginning had several health issues that evolved into learning issues. So it, it became unmanageable for me to to balance my career along with the commitments that I needed to follow through on to help my daughter. And um, so I I left the brokerage industry and went home for a period of time to try to figure out what was next for me. That evolved, or I should say kind of I fell into coaching at a large private company headquartered in Minneapolis, but they had a reach far beyond Minneapolis. It was a national company, actually. And I worked with uh, an executive within that company, as well as several of the people in the C-suite. It was a fascinating transition because, again, it was the story of a company that had started very small and evolved into something very large. I loved coaching because I got to work with people and understand people and what motivated people, helped people to see what they were good at, what they were not good at. That was all very, very fun. And you can see so the only reason I'm sharing this is you can see that there was a pattern throughout all of my career pivots that Im- involve stories, stories of people. And so after my divorce, I moved into career coaching and higher education. Again, we're into stories, right? And then I went off and started my own career coaching business. And, but, you know, it wasn't, it really wasn't enough. And that's the other part about hitting this age of midlife, if we want to call it that, is that you, you know, if it's enough, you know, if what you currently have is enough, or if you want more. And in my case, I wanted more. And that's when I created the Extraordinary Women magazine, as well as this podcast, which lo and behold, focuses in on stories. What is also interesting is that it focuses in on the possibilities. I mentioned Coca-Cola and questioning that that as a stock. Would people continue to drink Coca-Cola? Would that become a part of life in the future? How would they grow that brand, et cetera, et cetera? You're hearing that there is also a trend throughout my career 
of the future, future focused, future possibilities. And that, again, is part of the Extraordinary Women magazine and podcast. I share this with you because I want you to kind of stand back from everything that you've done in your life, whether it's, you know, ran a PTA or ran a company up till now or ran a division for a company and start to see what were the trends that you really truly enjoyed throughout your time period, throughout your career in all the different areas, career as a mother, career as a businesswoman, career as a wife, career as a partner, whatever it might have been, because you'll start to see those same patterns of interest, those same patterns of skills. Now, second reason we make great entrepreneurs is that we have got an incredible depth and breadth of experiences, typically, when we reach this age, and we know how to multitask. We know how to multitask both personally and professionally. Relationships are all about multitasking. You know, how do you manage your relationship with your partner? How do you manage relationships with, you know, raising children and having a career? And, and what about yourself? you know, your relationship with yourself, which when we were young, often we have no time for that. But we did it all. And as a result, we have a a depth of understanding of ourselves, what we're good at, what we're not good at, and um, what it is that we possibly want to add into our lives as we're going forward. You know, I always say, Growing or starting a business is sort of like birthing a child. You birth a business, you birth a child. And then raising that child or raising the business, growing the business, you go through some of the same steps, some of the same growing pains, some of the same issues, um, raising a child and raising a business. You understand that not all days are easy, not all days are fun. But at the core of whatever it is that you're working on, it is something or someone that makes your heart sing. That you can't fully understand or embrace until you reach midlife. Now, you've also probably figured out the things that you're not very good at, the things that you really don't like doing. I'm terrible with details. I'm terrible with keeping track of expenses. Like I should take my expenses every month and load them into my Excel doc. Do I do that? No. I typically am about three, four, five months behind. And then I have to go through the process. So that helped me to understand that, you know, it's something I can do. I can do proficiently, but it's not something that I want to do on a regular basis. So I don't, I don't have a business that is that detail oriented. Another example is the podcast, this particular podcast. I'm not super, like I said, detail-oriented or disciplined. I, I have to have structures created that run certain aspects of my business. I didn't have podcast guests for a period of time. Not only did I need to get comfortable doing the podcast, but I also did not have the process in place of how to do guest invites and how to communicate with guests prior to the podcast. So I hired a podcast manager. 
And that changed the podcast. So now two times a month, as you well know, this podcast interviews guests. So part of this process of, you know, getting to this age of midlife, we recognize this is where I need some help or this is where I could really use someone so that I can focus in on what it is that I'm truly good at. What is it I truly enjoy doing? The third reason women in midlife make just absolutely fantastic entrepreneurs is we are in charge of our money. By midlife, most women manage their own money or are a very strong partner in money decisions. And this is a shift in our generation, even the baby boom generation, the younger baby boom generation, all the way down to Gen X, Gen Z. Very different. What is different for midlife women, though, is that you've now got some discretionary income that's above and beyond the bare necessities. And you are typically in charge of where that money is spent. So you consequently can decide, is is this what I want to do? Is this where I want to spend my money? Or do I just want to travel, as an example? You also... As a result of that, you know, you you do, and you do this probably naturally without even thinking about it, what financial risks are you comfortable with? Because starting a business does take capital investment. Now, some businesses less, you know, things like blogs and podcasts do not take an incredible amount of money at the start. But if you are planning on doing any kind of social media, as an example, and you're not very good with technology, you're going to need a social media manager. And those people are a little more expensive than probably what you would think. If you're thinking of a shop, a brick and mortar shop, now you're talking about a significant financial commitment. These are the decisions that you will make based on how strong and stable and deep your financial resources are. But you're there. You have that ability. You have that, that breadth of knowledge and, as well as the comfort level to even make those decisions that you don't have in your 20s and often in your 30s. In that case, you know, in those time periods, if we all look back, no matter how successful you are today, when you started, you had to really make decisions based on, you know, can I make my rent? Well, you know, what is the rent payment? What is the cost of, of my mortgage, as an example? You know, and I can't, I can't, what is my budget for clothing, etc. And then when you have children, those costs become obviously number one in your life. So at midlife, you finally have a chance, the opportunity to decide where are you going to put your money. The fourth reason women over 40 are such great entrepreneurs is you finally have the time. Time is like money. It's a resource. And the only difference in time versus money is that time is a set resource. It's a finite number. What's different about midlife is because you do not have, you're not raising children and you might have downsized your house so that your home doesn't take as much time. 
and your children are grown, you suddenly have free time. You don't have more time in a day. Everyone has the same amount of time. But you have more free time to decide, am I going to play pickleball all day long or am I going to start a business? That's one of the things that makes midlife, I think, so fun is we actually have the time to do the things that we want to do. But it also is one of the reasons why women over 40 are such successful entrepreneurs. We have that time because starting a business takes a lot of time, whether it's a side hustle, a side gig that you want to start, or you know, a, a full-time business per se. It takes time. And it takes a lot of time in the beginning because you often cannot afford to hire the people that you need to afford or make the decision to afford the people that you need to get you up and running. So in the beginning, no matter what it is that you're trying to create, it's going to take some time. So know that, manage that. But what's cool is that you have that time. You also have the time to, you know, make the decision, do I want to learn something new? Do I want to take on a new project? Do I want to expand what I've already created? There are some women I I have spoken with who had created businesses a while ago, and they're very successful, but they're starting to reevaluate what is the direction I want that business to go because I want to create a little free time over here. I want to do something a little bit different. Now, if you're thinking, well, my kids are adults, you know, and they're having children even, and therefore, you know, I have the opportunity to spend more time with them, I'm going to warn you. Thinking that your your life is going to be full because you're going to be included or at the center of the relationship that you have with your adult children <laughs> I'm warning you, you will drive your kids nuts if you do this. And you will drive yourself crazy if you do this because your expectations will not be met. Your children have full lives. They are where you were 25, 30, 35 years ago. And they do not have any extra time, as you didn't at that time, to you know make sure that they're taking care of your social life. That's on you. And what you do with your time, therefore, is your decision. But what's cool about midlife is that the decision is ours to make. We have the time to make the decision. We have the time to dream, to imagine, to even plan and move forward on the business that we want to start or growing the business, whatever it is that is going to make your next chapter really fantastic. Number five, as to why I think women over 40 are such great entrepreneurs, and statistics proves this to be true, we have an incredibly strong network of people around us. We have depth and we have breadth based on all our experiences and all the people that we have met over our lifetimes. People and community is especially important for a successful entrepreneur. We need people. So I suggest that you sit down and make a list of every person you have ever crossed paths with that you had some sort of a relationship with at all the different stages of your life. Because you will see that you have connections there that are far beyond what you expected. And also, if you track some of those people, this happened to me when I actually went through this exercise, 
I realized, you know, some of the people that came into my life and then actually had to leave my life, that there were red flags that when I was younger, I was not aware of. They, those particular people, I should say, presented red flags that I was not aware of. What's I think so wonderful about midlife is you have all that breadth of experience with people, and so you understand people better, and you understand that you shouldn't take on any fixer-upper people, so to speak, that uh, there's not enough time or energy or even the possibility that you can change another person. And therefore, you look at red flags and make the decision whether or not that person still fits whatever it is that you're, you're you know, trying to mesh into your own life. You also find that you've learned to better assess what people are really good at. And that will help you tremendously if you're starting a business and you need to start to create a team. It, uh, you know, I've learned this actually the hard way because I came from more of a corporate mindset and consequently corporate is very siloed in terms of your various function areas and your job typically, you know, what specifically someone is required to do or required to be responsible for. In the entrepreneurial world, as you start to hire people, it's very easy to assume someone can do anything. And often when you speak to some of these people, they will tell you, oh, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. Everyone cannot do everything. They cannot do everything well. And so you have, in midlife, you have that experience. And therefore, hopefully, you have a better idea of what what is the... What is the area that this person that I'm hiring is going to work in and how do I keep myself within that area for that particular person? And I'm not asking, you know, my social media person to create my website, my social media person to have input into the website, just as an example. So in conclusion, I've given you five reasons why women over 40 are such great entrepreneurs. You have the money and the time to focus in on what it is that you really want to create and grow. Number two, you know yourself. You know what you're good at. You know what you truly like. You've mastered multitasking. You're comfortable with pivoting because often what you start with is not necessarily what you're going to end up with. You also know people. You understand people. And people make the world go around. So you need people to grow your business, but you have that breadth of understanding, the depth of understanding of people to know who you need to have on your team and who you need to say no to. Ladies, the Extraordinary Women podcast and magazine are really all about supporting you because we are a new generation of women who are not going to quietly fade into our next chapters, but instead we are designing a really fabulous next chapter. Well, inside the Extraordinary Women magazine, there are articles on creating and growing your side hustle, but also travel, style, relationships, as well as the all-important self-care. Now, a subscription to the Extraordinary Women magazine is free. So don't hesitate, don't procrastinate, don't say, I'll deal with that later. Subscribe now. I want to thank you for joining us today. And I look forward to our next Extraordinary Women podcast. 
Have a great week, and I look forward to seeing you soon. Abiento.